Hello and welcome. This is Nadia with Art of Sia and you're listening to Wine and Wednesdays. Today we are talking about the five relationship C's. Compromise, curiosity, commonality, compatibility, and compassion. Please, please remember that Artesia focuses in on three key ideas. They're seed planting, recognizing illusions, and acts of kindness. If you are not aware of those three main topics, please continue to listen and follow me as we get into how we are going to incorporate those three main ideas into our relationships so that we can have better, more meaningful, healthy, happy marriages and these long-term relationships that we are in. Thank you for tuning in today. Let's get started. All right, so my first thing I want to talk about is when I was doing the research this week, I went out looking for five relationship seeds, and I'm going to be honest, a lot of them we have already talked about. Commitment, chemistry, and communication. They kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. I've already talked about them. I do not want to get into those again. We know from last week how important um, communication is. We've known from previous weeks about making sure that we're out there and connecting and making sure that that chemistry that we have with each other stays vibrant as we go through these years and decades with the same person. So I don't want to focus on that today. I want to focus on a few of these new concepts that I want to incorporate. Okay. First of all, let's start with commonality. All right. Commonality is literally that. What do you have in common with your spouse? Now, maybe this is a sport that you all do together. Maybe it is your love of wine. Maybe you all sit around and love watching football on Sundays together. Or maybe the kids have brought you together. And for a very brief time, hopefully in your marriage, what you have in common are your children. So let's just say for a moment, the only thing that you have in common are your children. While that is great, you love them and so does he, that is not going to be enough when it comes to longevity of your marriage. Why? Because your children are going to leave you someday to start their families. And then what are you going to have with your spouse? Start looking at what you all do together. Are you going on these date nights? Where are you going? Are you going to the movies, shooting pool, golfing? Maybe you're going to the gun range. I don't care what it is. Wine tastings, whiskey tours, vacationing, reading a book. Something has got to be common within you all so that you guys can stay connected. Doing something fun. This is just fun, lighthearted activities that you're doing. When my husband and I first started dating, we did not have this in common, but he played softball very competitively and I knew nothing about the sport and it was quite boring for me. 
Well, until I started dating him. Now he's picking me up on his motorcycle in the summer and we're going out. And I love the rush of being on the back of his bike. And we would go out to the park and I would pack a lunch for us. And we would be out there literally all Sunday. And that slowly became something that we had in common. Not that I was playing the sport with him, but I slowly grew to love the sport of softball, which later turns into baseball. And now our children play it. My one son is still playing travel baseball and the other has gone on to other sports. But that was something that was common for my husband and I when we first started dating. Today, any given day, you'll see us sitting on the couch watching some Netflix movies. I know what kind of shows kind of get him interested and we'll sit and watch them together. Sundays, we're sitting on the couch watching NFL all day together. Now, I might fall asleep during some of them, but it's just something that we share together. It doesn't matter what it is, but this is something that is connecting you, something you both enjoy, find it, play with different options, have fun, but stay connected. Compassion. So if you cannot have compassion, putting yourself in someone else's shoes to stop for a minute and maybe look at someone else's perspective. You are going down the wrong path. It is not all about you and your perspective. Now, as we're working on these things, there may be a different way to look at something so that everyone has a different perspective, but you still have to have compassion for your spouse's perspective, even if you do not agree with it. So if you're having compassion for that perspective, you've got to realize that they have a different path than you did. They have a different upbringing than you did. And if you start to just sit back And to try to see life through their shoes. Maybe your spouse did not have a father growing up. Maybe your spouse grew up in an urban setting where they're dealing with gang violence and shootings and lack of um, two-parent households. Maybe your spouse had an alcoholic mother or father. Whatever perspective it is that they had when they were growing up, that really does play a part as to what type of adult they are going to be. Some of those tragedies from our youth are carried into our adulthood. And so as a spouse, you need to have compassion for whatever it is that your husband or your wife has gone through so that you can see things through their eyes. When you do that, that will allow you to put down your defenses all the time and to sit back and to just look at it from his point of view. Now, his point of view might not be right, but if you just stop and don't and aren't so quick to judge, you can allow room for growth. Compromise. Oh my goodness. This is a big one. You are not going to win all the time. All of these arguments, I think I've probably said it before, you have to pick your 
battles wisely. Some battles are not meant to be won. And when you are talking about a marriage, you're not in it to win arguments. You're in it to get your point across. You're trying to relate to your husband or to your wife so that they can see your point of view. It doesn't mean that every argument that you have, you're going to win. This is not a win-win situation. You will need to learn to compromise. It's a give and a take, right? It's like respect. You give respect, you get respect. It's a back and forth dance. So is compromise. No one is saying to be a pushover, but sometimes you need to put down your defenses and to realize that your husband is not out to get you. And it is okay to compromise something that it is that you want for the greater good of the marriage. All right, let's take a minute and take a wine break, a short little wine break here. I am tasting a barefoot cab sob. This is a 2017 gold winner in the international wine collection. This is in a screw cap. It is a barefoot. I said I was going to remember, but I don't remember. I should have wrote it down. I believe this might have been like $7.99 a bottle. It was definitely under $10. And um, it's very light for a cab sob. It does say it's rich and balanced. Balance, I would definitely agree with, but I am not necessarily sold on it being rich when I swirl it I'm not getting any legs in my glass so that kind of tells me that it's not as rich as I might like it and or that the alcohol content is not as high as I might like it I do enjoy this it has hints of raspberry and blackberries for the cheaper price point it is definitely something that I would like potentially to start putting in my rotation. Um, some of the expensive wines can be just that. If you're drinking a bottle every two days, that can add up quickly. And we all know in these times of inflation that we've got to take heed of our finances. We don't want to be having that kind of argument with our spouses. You drink all the wine and you using all the money. Nope, we're not having that. So go try it out. It's a gold winner. Pretty good. Barefoot caps off. Okay. All right, let's get back in it really quickly here. Right before the break, we talked about compromise, compassion, and commonality. So now let's just dive in very, very quickly to compatibility. Are you guys compatible? Did you marry your equal or did you marry someone who was on the opposite pole, who was on the opposite side of the street? Someone who you don't have anything in common with. Your temperament is the same and that can be good or it can be bad. If you guys are both argumentative, stubborn, 
and opinionated, that might be a problem and you might lack compatibility if you're always trying to argue each other. But on the flip side, if you guys are both passive and indecisive and easygoing, maybe some of the underlying issues in the relationship never get brought to the surface and they just sit there and build and build and build. So you want to have a balance of those things. You know, sometimes they do say opposites attract. So whatever it is, kind of personality that you have, you need to make sure that you guys are compatible with each other. And lastly, curiosity. So I thought that this was really interesting as I was reading about it. One of the bloggers spin on this was that do you remember how when you first started dating you guys would go out and you would ask questions and you were so curious to find out who this person was that you were dating and it was exciting it was fun it was like learning something new and then slowly as time goes that curiosity wanes you've got to keep that curiosity so as you're growing with each other, you should still be curious to learn who this person is becoming because they're changing every day, right? Life is happening in front of them and they're going through their different situations and their different challenges and they are not the same person that they were 10, 15 years ago. So you should be just as curious today to learn who you're married to as you were learning who you were dating. Quick story, my freshman in high school son decides that he wants to wrestle. So great, sounds good. He's never wrestled before. Um, You know, he wrestles his friends, of course. And one of them, I think, is on a wrestling club and has kind of, you know, piqued his interest. So I'm talking to my husband about the fact that he wants to wrestle. And he's like, yeah, that'll be good for him. I used to wrestle. What? What do you mean you used to wrestle? Yeah, in the seventh grade, I wrestled. I have never heard this story in my life. Never. Remember, it's been 22 years and never, not one time has he told me that he used to wrestle in the seventh grade. I learned something new about this man probably once a year. He has a story that he is telling me and it's like, really? Wait, I thought I knew you. And it's kind of fun and exciting to know that he has so many different layers and that maybe after 22 years, I'm just now getting to the middle or who knows where I am. It's just exciting to see, you know, what conversations and what situations bring up different things from his past. That is a true story. And I think it happened yesterday. So stay curious. They're layers. They have different experiences than you. Take some time to show some compassion. Show some empathy. It will get you a long way. Find something that you both enjoy I cannot stress that enough. You've got to date each other. Do something fun. This is your life partner. Enjoy each other. All right, so that was Wine Wednesdays today, November the 9th. Um, 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Please go out to Facebook and Instagram and like and follow those pages. That's at art.of.sia. That's S-I-A. If you're interested in any one-on-one coaching, you can find me at my website at artofsia.com. Next week, tune back in. We're going to talk about some five toxic behaviors that you need to make sure you avoid. All right. Until next time, take care of each other.